Hey guys! Okay, today is another fun special guest episode. I actually have three special guests. On today's episode, three young girls who told me that their faith was actually strengthened in college. Two have graduated, one's in the midst of her college education, and it was such an inspiring conversation. They gave us some hands-on tips about what made them make it to the other side with those strong convictions. Let's check it out. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around, because we're going to laugh, and we're going to learn. And above all else, we're going to gain perspective. All right, guys. Today, I am so excited to be joined by a couple of gals that I'm just getting to know on Zoom here today. I was chatting with one of these gals' moms, and she told me that these three gals graduated or are in the process of getting a degree in higher education and feel that the experience of going to college, all three different colleges, has strengthened their convictions and their faith, which I think is just, I, I hear the opposite so frequently. So I asked if these gals would jump on with me so we could talk a little bit about their experience and hopefully just encourage you guys. It certainly is encouraging to me and I haven't even had the conversation yet with them. So I am excited to bring Hallie Dyer, Jess Press and Aubrey Foy to you guys today. And Hallie went to Chapman University, which is in Orange County. These girls all went to high school together in Southern California and then went off to their various colleges. So that's in Southern California also. And then Jess went to Iowa State and Aubrey to Boise State in Idaho. So three different states represented here and a myriad of experience in college. So I'm excited and I'm going to start with Hallie. If you could tell me a little bit about your upbringing? Did you always go to church? Do your parents have a strong faith? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay. So I was raised Christian. My parents have always been very strong in their faith. So I, yeah, I basically grew up and was raised in a Christian home. We always went to church every Sunday that we could. I went from first grade through high school at Grace Brethren, which all three of us went to. Um, so it was a private Christian school. So, and I remember at the time I was actually like kind of annoyed that I would, that I was going to a private school because I remember I wanted like the big public school experience. Like that's what everyone gets. And Grace was very, very small and a lot stricter <laughs> than we had wanted it to be. So I remember almost like being upset that I didn't get the public school experience like at the time, but now looking back, like, oh my goodness, I am so thankful that I got that private education. And even though like the school was super small and there were, you know, it had its ups and downs. Like I am just very thankful that I did get that education and now it's like, okay, now I want my kids to go through, you know, a private Christian school. 
Oh, that's so good. I had the public school experience in California and I can tell you, you're not missing. <laughs> it's not as cool. I mean, we always want what we don't have, right? The grass is always greener, but oh, I mean, it was fine, but I was, you know, kind of in contrast to you guys raised an atheist. So that was super easy to um, be situated in public school and then going into college. So my faith or non-faith was strengthened through that um, process as yours was in the opposite way. How fun, huh? So um, Aubrey, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. I grew up in Simi Valley. I was born in Simi Valley. I grew up in the same house, um, Christian household, went from preschool to senior year of high school at Grace Brethren. And we went to church every Sunday. It was not the the faith that I have now. Back then it was more, I went to school, Christian school. I went to church on Sunday and it just seemed like so much. And I was so, I felt like I was only doing it because my parents did it. And I don't think that my faith really became mine until I did get to college. And I was on my own Hmm. realizing that this has to become mine. If I want it to be real, it can't be because my parents have put it upon me. When I graduated college, I moved, I mean, when I graduated high school, I moved to Boise and went there. And my first semester was fine. And then COVID happened the second semester. So I got to see the, the in-person side of the liberal education system. And then the second side of it, which was all online, moving back home and seeing how that changed. And um, I really feel like my faith definitely did get stronger through being online because you're alone a lot and you're just, you're not as around as many people as we were. And I just feel that that alone time that I had really grew my faith. Okay. Well, there you go. What about you, Jess? Tell me about you. I obviously went to Grace Brethren. My brothers, I have two older brothers. They actually went to a public high school. So I kind of got this like taste of being at a public high school mixed with me being at a private um, junior high. So um, that was a little different with the dynamic of our house because I could really see the different atmospheres affecting the family in, in a different way. It's just like we're not all being taught the same thing. My faith wasn't really brought to life until I actually tore my ACL and my meniscus. And at the time, I did not have like an identity in Christ. My identity was myself. I was living for myself and I needed to be living for God. Um, so after that whole experience, my junior year of high school, my senior year, I was baptized and I started to look into what God's love was for my life and his plan for my life and what that all meant. Um, because again, similar to you guys, like my family, we went to church, but we really didn't go to church. I'm kind of realizing that more now as I'm out of college, actually, like we didn't really go to church to go to church. It was kind of like just Sunday school. My parents never forced religion on us. They know it's a relationship between a personal relationship. And I'm so thankful that they did it that way because now I'm so thankful that I've built it on my own. You know, it's not on my parents' shoulders, but again, they are very encouraging. And I was able to actually be a part of this uh, organization at my school in college called the Salt Company, which is a group of college students that's like hundreds of college students. And um, we were able to meet every Thursday and just have like a, a sermon and worship. So that was 
very monumental in my faith. Very cool. Can I ask why your brothers went to public while you went to private? Or was that, did you end up going, you continued in private all the way through? Mm-hmm. The reasoning was because they wanted to see if the grass was greener. And my cousins from on my mom's side, they all went to private school too. I mean, they went to private school with us and then they moved over to public school at the same time. So it was kind of like the herd, like the sheep all going together. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share these statistics with you guys because, you know, this is part of the reason why I wanted to have these conversations because I, I'm a parent, I have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. So I'm a little ways out from college, but because I was raised outside of faith, it's super important to me to raise, you know, faith-filled Christians that, that don't miss that beat going into college or whenever they leave the house. So 70% currently there's 65% of America claims the banner of Christianity and whatever, you know, that might just mean they go to church on Sunday and they don't really have an active faith. That could mean a lot of things, but that's a really small number compared to in the eighties, it was actually 85% of Americans. So we've, we're moving in the wrong direction. 70% of the youth is leaving the church after high school. 70%. There's actually a book called The Lost Generation about this specific thing, this phenomenon that's happening. And here's the most devastating one. 9% of college graduates after four years of college, 9% are claiming they still have even a nominal faith. That is staggering to me. So you guys are truly the survivors, if you will. You guys are truly the ones that are holding on to those principles because the world is telling us opposite, right? That, that there is no God. We, I was very safely headed through public school and into college, never really being exposed to Christianity. I mean, if you're not exposed to it by your family, you can absolutely miss it. <laughs> it can just absolutely never be a part of your life. So that's why I wanted to chat with you guys, because this really is so interesting and I'm, you know, starting to get a theme here that you guys obviously had all believing parents that were really engaged, encouraging you to think for yourselves and recognizing that it's super important to have a individual relationship, a separate from your parents relationship with Christ. That's absolutely important. But what would you say if you could pick one thing that looking back now you think really prepared you well to move into college, I'm sure you probably expected that college was going to be very different than a private Christian high school, right? So I'm sure that wasn't a shock to you. But what do you think looking back prepared you well to take on that challenge? And Aubrey, why don't you start for us? Um, I think that mainly growing up in the private Christian school was something that definitely equipped me well to go out into the real world knowing that I wasn't gonna be going to another private school. And also just the help of my parents. My mom is very, she'll send me Bible verses every day and just reminds me every day, like how important it is to just stay strong in what you believe and not let the outside world come in and just ruin your brain because that's what these education system will do. They will try and just push everything that you knew out and try and just get you to believe something that that they believe. They want everyone to believe the same thing, it feels like. And back to what you were talking about, the statistics, I think it's also an important thing to realize that 
so many people say that they're Christians because they go to church. I, my pastor, he always used to say CEO Christians, Christmas and Easter only, like the people that just go to church to say they go to church. But I think when you say that you're Christian, it has to be like an active pursuing relationship with God instead of just saying, oh, I go to church and I pray before I eat type of thing. And I think just remembering that was also helpful to me just to be active in it every day instead of just on Sundays or just when it's relevant, you know? So good. That's so true. Especially living in the Bible Belt down in, in Tennessee. Oh, it's so funny how it's so ingrained in the culture. Like Walmart plays Christian music. Like it is so a part of the culture here, but very few people are very engaged. That's so interesting. So Hallie, what do you think prepared you well to go into college? I just feel like my upbringing definitely prepared me and like learning from my parents to always, you know, stand firm in what you believe in and just don't be persuaded by like worldly things. Just like, like be so confident in like where you stand in your faith so that like nothing shakes it, you know? And I definitely think that when I first went off to college, like I've always had my faith, but I feel like the first two years, it wasn't as strong, not necessarily. I mean, it probably does have to do with the fact that a lot of my friends at the beginning of college were not Christian. And, you know, obviously who you surround yourself with, like that's who you become and stuff. And towards the second half of my college experience was when I started like connecting with new friends who we did have the same faith. And then I started like going to church more often. It was hard on my own because I didn't have a church that I consistently went to, at least at the beginning, but to, towards the second half of my college experience, I found a church um, that I really, really liked and had like a friend who we'd always go together and um, started to meet more people. So obviously my faith grew so much and I felt like that's where like I really made it my own relationship with Christ and with God. That's really great. So Jess, what do you think is the one thing that prepared you looking back to come into college and not lose the faith? One of the things that prepared me was just praying. Um, I, I prayed all the time. I remember going to college and this girl that was across the hall from me, her name is Jenna. And she was in my room as I was like unpacking everything. And um, she sees like my Bible and she just was like, do you believe in God? And I was like, yeah, I do. And she's like, me too. Like, I'm so happy that you believe in God. Like I've always been told that when you go to college, you're going to lose your faith. And I don't want that to happen. And so happy you're here. And I just remember thinking about how, like, that was a prayer that I had been praying for ever since I was about to go to college. Praying honestly, steadfastly was really what truly you were, you see God's hand in your life. Then this is kind of like a little, I guess, tip I did when I was first seeing the college that I wanted to go to Iowa State. I went to the salt company. So I went to what this college youth night was like. And I brought my parents and I brought my now fiance. Um, and we just were like astounded by the atmosphere that the salt company was. It was so awesome because it made me realize that like, this is where I want to go to college because of this atmosphere, but I'll be around. 
And what's the salt company? So the salt company is a, it's called the salt network. Um, and it's essentially this, it's a church at my, in Iowa. Um, it's called Cornerstone Church, but the salt network is the youth, young adults in the college community area. And we all meet on Thursday nights and we'll, um, it's a, it's a big crowd. It's not just like some small, you know, uh, God's really blessed what they're doing out there in the salt network. And there's a bunch of different ones in different schools and cities. So, I mean, if you're going anywhere in the Midwest or even in, I know there's a new one in Syracuse, um, I would definitely check out if there's a salt network. So that's so funny. Now I'm seeing another through line and maybe Aubrey, you can tell me if you had a outside of class, you know, either church or group that you plugged into, but now we've heard that twice as a, as a anchor for, you know, Hallie and Jess as to how you were able to maintain and then strengthen that connection was your peer group and who you were, you know, actively going back and being filled up from the source. Right. So Aubrey, did you, or do you have a local church that you go to? Was there groups on campus you can join? When I was in Boise, I never felt that calling to go to church, to go seek out a group, as Jess and Hallie were saying. And once I moved here, I, I really felt that, um, that God's power of just bringing me, showing me like what I can do here. And I found an amazing church here in San Juan Capistrano. It's called Oceans Church. The presence of God that you can feel is so crazy. I know Hallie's been there too. It is such a, an amazing feeling. And it just really made me realize that God was really um, pushing me out of Boise so that I could come here to finish school and experience his love away from what I thought I was going to find it. And I didn't find it in Idaho. I'm sure that they have great churches out there, but I wasn't actively looking. And once I moved here, I knew that there was a reason God was pushing me to move here. And I found that church. And once I went there the first time I started, I remember crying, listening to the sermon. And I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Well, there you go. Maybe there's some silver lining in all this COVID. So I have to ask you guys, was college, your college experience, was it worse or better than you expected from the perspective of your faith? Was it more, um, you know, you mentioned just being a little bit more liberal. Was it more aggressive against Christians? Was it kind of not a thing? What was your experience? Hallie, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think it was definitely the best experience of my life and better than I expected. And even though obviously it, it wasn't a like Christian institution, I don't ever feel like there was too much hatred or like any patronizing like against Christianity or against me like when I would speak about my belief with my friends and I think because like going to a Christian school you know the rest of my life we were taught about the Bible and like learning about um you know just creation and like all that stuff and obviously that's not what a regular school teaches so I think it was kind of cool being able to like have all that background and then take all these classes that don't necessarily talk about Christianity at all, but like standing strong in what I believe in and not letting it like change my mind. Like even, I don't know, I don't really remember any specifics, but even just hearing certain things in classes being like, 
oh, well, to myself, just like, okay, well, I, that's not true. Or like, I don't believe that and not ever letting it, like it never really would make me question because I just did stand so firm in my faith. So I think it was a good experience. Were you all taught apologetics in high school, how to defend your faith? No, no. So for, from my perspective, as a former atheist, apologetics is so important to me. And I homeschool my kids, teaching apologetics, basically, not just this is what the Bible says, but this is why what the Bible says is true, right? So like looking through the lens of creation and looking at what is the big bang and is that possible? And what is the truth of God? And is that more likely, right? Just looking at the, through the scientific lens, looking at dinosaurs, how do dinosaurs fit into the puzzle? Because they're not specifically mentioned in the Bible. So that often causes people to stumble, but really looking at all of these things that we're going to learn about in the real world and how do those things fit in? And if someone says to you, well, what about this? You can defend your faith and you have an answer for that faith. So that's a super important element for me. And it seemed like that's what you were kind of queuing up, but that's so you might've been taught apologetics on accident a little bit, you know, just being taught about creation from the get-go and that being the foundation of your worldview. There was another statistic, I should have pulled it out, but it was talking about how many pastors have a Christian worldview and there's a Christian worldview and a secular worldview. And there's people with secular worldviews who would call themselves Christians, but their foundation is in the big bang and evolution. But they say somehow that they can still, you know, believe in Jesus and blah, blah, blah. And you can, you can, that's true. But then the flip side is there's people with that Christian worldview who are really anchored in the Bible is the ultimate truth. I don't have to compromise just because like you said, my teacher says, blah, blah, blah. Maybe what my teacher says is true. The anchor is truly in that Bible. So Aubrey, same question to you. Was your college experience worse or better than you expected as a Christian? I don't know. I don't know what I was really expecting. Um, but when you talk about that, it makes me think about these uh, within Boise State, you have to take two foundation classes in order to graduate. They're called UF 100 and 200. And I remember the first semester, those classes fill up fast because everyone has to take them. And I had to take this class called Sex, Love and Evolution. And I remember just thinking like, okay, like this is going to be a test to my faith. And I just remember learning about all the evolution stuff. And Within Grace Brethren, we didn't learn about that at all. So I remember doing so bad on the test because it was so it was only about evolution. There was no like, oh, do you believe this or not? It was just like, why do you believe this? And so all of my papers would be like, oh, well, I don't believe this. I don't know about it. I don't know what you want me to say here. I actually ended up failing the class because I didn't want to. I didn't want to engage myself in it. I didn't want to put my brain into what they were talking about. It was about abortion and how it's okay and all this stuff to where I was like, I don't want to hear this. Like my Christian ears don't want to listen to this. Second semester when I took the second um, foundation class, it was about ethics. And the class that I was in actually got banned for about a month because there were complaints that it was discriminatory to people's beliefs. For example, why do you believe abortion is okay versus 
do you or do you not believe? It was like not inclusive to anyone else's beliefs. And they had to do a whole investigation on being more inclusive to everyone's beliefs. The way that they teach is so one-sided to where you aren't able to hear all of the other things that you could be believing in. Like it's only evolution, it seems like. And I just think it would be so hard if I hadn't been brought up as a Christian to listen to that and not instantly believe it because they say it in such a convincing way to where you're like, oh, this must be right. This is what everyone in this class is believing. That is really stunning to me that that is required course load to graduate and that it's presented in that fashion. But I have to say, you know, public school is exactly the same. I was taught evolution as fact. I remember knowing it was the evolution theory, but never learning that it wasn't anything but fact, nor did I learn, like you said, the other scenario. There's a lot of people that believe evolution is not the case, you know, never learned about that at all. But my goodness gracious, I am really, I would say that's just absolutely very confrontational to the Christian faith. That's not just, that's worse than I expected to hear. Oh, I'm so glad that you are still strong in the faith and plugged into the church because that would be really hard to navigate. My goodness. So Jess, same with you. What about out in Iowa? Is it better or worse than you expected? So I actually thought it was surprising. I was surprised that there were a lot more believers However, in similar to Aubrey, in my classes, it was a different case. Like the teachers are very, is aggressive a good word? Like they were very adamant about teaching their ideology and it's claiming its truth over what you would believe. And it almost allowed no room for your beliefs to enter the chat, as we would say. So I could recall this one instance in one of my English classes and one of the TAs was so like we had to write we honestly had to like almost and this sounds bad but looking back I was a freshman I didn't want to I hear all the time like people saying like they're scared to stand up for what they believe in because they don't want to get quote-unquote canceled or they don't want to feel that they're like on the outside a recluse or you know by themselves and looking back now I wish I would have stood up for what I believed in at that time. But as a 18, 19 year old, I was honestly like, I wasn't sure what I believed in. Um, I knew, but I just wasn't, I was scared to stand up for it because um, I was just scared. So it basically like allowed me to get an understanding of what other people were thinking of, like what people were indoctrinating our youth with and it allowed me to stand back and be like whoa this is like a lot more hardcore than I thought I think that it was really good for my faith because it made me realize that we're not all the same that's interesting so last question and maybe just like a tip um I know as a parent I am just desperate you know desperate to pass this on and it's so I don't know, it's good and bad, right? To know that this is an individual journey. And so the same way that I've, you know, found my way on my broken road to the Lord, I know my kids will too, because he's pursuing them more than I could ever be, you know, hoping or trying to push them towards him. So that is a relief. But if you could give parents just one tip 
to equip their, their children now to be believing adults, what would your tip be? Holly, how about you? Okay, this is kind of tricky, but I do think that the private Christian schooling, or like you said, like homeschooling them, I think that is very important. I think more important than a lot of us realize, because I obviously did not think it was important at the time. However, when it comes to college, I think that wherever like that, like your kid wants to go and like what they want to pursue, I think they should pursue their dreams at whatever school, regardless if it's, you know, Christian or not. It's kind of hard to find good Christian colleges, you know? And I think that also like, as long as they are strong in their faith going into it and like, don't let any of those outside forces shake them. I think it's a really good growing and like learning experience. That's always my tip to people is you gotta home, you gotta be more engaged, maybe not even homeschool if you don't feel super called to homeschool, but certainly do not leave that very important element of your child's life to somebody else or just to Sunday. <laughs> it's not going to get the job done. Jess, how about you? What would you, what would be your tip to a S parent? I honestly would just show them love, the love of Jesus and just be there for them. If they have questions, help guide them. Because ultimately, you know, anything you say can be of good use. But honestly, praying about it before you have a conversation with them about their faith, before they go off to college or just allowing them to discover it on their own. But I would definitely just be love, be a very good listener. That's something that I'm very grateful my parents were a good listener when I was having questions or even just like exploring in my own way it was very nice to have them be a good listener and not be judgmental yeah just love like Jesus always sound advice <laughs> very good Aubrey what's your what's your tip um basically going off what Hallie and Jess said as well um I just think it's so important that parents are actively pursuing their faith because when kids are growing up, they're they're learning from what their parents are doing. They're um, mirroring what their parents are doing. So if parents are living in Christ, their kids are going to see how important that is and how important it is. And they want to be like you. So I think that's really important. And I think that what Jess said, the listening thing is such an important thing when kids can feel like they can go to their parents with any issue, even if it's to say, mom, I, I don't feel like Christianity is for me, or I don't want to go to church, or I don't want to do this. I think it's so important that they feel they are secure in their relationship with their parents to be able to talk about that and to be able to express what they feel. Because I remember growing up at Grace Brethren, a lot of my friends at the school would be like, oh, I feel like the school is just shoving Christianity down my throat. And I, that was always stuck in my brain because you never want to hear someone say that they feel like something is being shoved down their throat that to the point where they're so turned off from it that it's just like you don't want to hear it anymore. I love that you said live it out yourself, right? Do as I say, not as I do. That's not a great <laughs> parenting philosophy. Do as I do, right? And I try to, you know, apologize when I lose my temper or whatever. Just be that example of a real human who's flawed and I'm not Jesus, that's for dang sure. And I don't have it all figured out, even though I'm, I'm just older, I'm just further along. And honestly, 
not even that much. I was actually saved when I was eight months pregnant with my nine-year-old. So I'm like, I'm barely ahead of you on this one sister, you know, like you are right there with me in this faith journey. So thank you guys so much for your time today, for your sharing your hearts. This is so encouraging to me. And I hope y'all know that you are the light on the hill. Like you guys are the ones that are going to shift these perspectives, these statistics, right? You're going to be the one that's going to, you have to be the one that's going to move this in the right direction. Cause 9% coming out of a four-year college claiming faith still, that is devastating. That is a dying population. That is just not sustainable, right? We've got to shift. I do think that 2020 did shift that. It did awaken that, that need for a a higher uh, anchor, a higher power, right? We just have to have that hope, right? That hope of something better or that everything is used for good or what the enemy is as means for evil can be turned for good. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Dear Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for these gals. Thank you so much for having our paths cross. Lord, I just pray such abundant blessings over Holly, Aubrey, Jess, in all that they pursue. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to strengthen their faith and strengthen their convictions, Lord. And I just pray that they would realize how important of a role they play for your kingdom in the generation that's walking alongside them and the generation that's coming up behind them. Lord, let them be so strengthened and so aware of the torch that they're carrying. I just am so grateful for their parents and for all that have gone before them, all of the steps in the path that you've laid so that they were on the path that they're on, Lord. I just pray that you would continue to lead them forth, continue to bless their journey, and let them be that light for so many others, Lord. In your son's name we pray. Amen.